Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 1st of October. Lots to get to. Judges knocking them out. Tua gets knocked out. The Rays in a wild card chase. And the Bucks trying to rebound after a disappointing loss to the Packers. The number here is 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to get the show started on on Power 90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formagios Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. First of all, before we talk about sports, something much more important. I hope that everyone that listens to this program is a fan of the show, is safe right now. Their families are safe. And everyone was able to weather the terrible storm that we had down here, the Hurricane Ian, that passed through the area Wednesday and Thursday. There's so much cleanup to be done around here, but... You know, a lot of people are without power in this neck of the woods, but I suppose it's better to be without power than without a home. So many of our uh, neighbors in the Fort Myers area and Charlotte County, Lee County, devastating losses, loss of life down there, loss of property, just loss of everything. And it just really makes you uh, stop and think that if you can help someone along the way, please take the time to go ahead and do that. Thoughts and prayers with everyone, uh, whether you listen to the show or not, hopefully um, we can get back to some type of normalcy and the storm season is almost over. But that's what's been on everyone's mind these last couple days. Uh, if the show isn't 100% of what it typically is, um, that's probably why, because of everything that's been going on. Anyway, let's talk some sports. Number one, we're going to talk about the Bucks. The Bucks last week against Green Bay was a game that I thought was one that we should have been able to get a W despite how poorly we played. If I had to give the team a report card overall, I would give the offense a C-. And I would give the defense a B plus. I thought the defense played very well. I thought that when you have two of the elite quarterbacks to ever lace them up with Tom Brady and Brett Favre, that it just goes to show you that you have to have the weapons to be able to go out there and put points on the scoreboard, even if you are one of the best quarterbacks. Quite honestly, right now, the Bucks did not have receivers on the field to be able to go out there and put points on the board towards the end of the game we were still in it had a chance to win i'm looking at who the receivers are there were scotty miller um geiger darden and gage 
Now, how many games are you going to win with those guys on the field during crunch time? Not that they're not good NFL players, don't get me wrong, but they're not Evans. They're not the people that we're used to seeing out there stepping up in times when they need to step up like a god one typically would Julio Jones in the past maybe he would have stepped up and made some catches so we can talk all we want about what happened bottom line is that in front of the largest crowd ever in Bucks history at Raymond James we pretty much didn't do anything we did not score a touchdown in the first half as a matter of fact do you know how many teams in the NFL to not score a touchdown in the first half this year of all the teams. You know who the one that didn't is? Yeah, the Bucks. We have it. So again, you can talk about Tom Brady about being the GOAT and everything else. You have to have the weapons around him to be able to go out there and win games in this NFL or not for a long league, if you will. We're going to break it down a little bit more. The injury report, it looks as though most of the team is going to be back. Godwin practiced on Wednesday, sat out Thursday. Uh, Not sure about his status. Quite honestly, we do need him, but I'm not sure we want to risk bringing him back too early like we did in the uh, first game of the season. Um, We have Fournette, who has been the workhorse at the running back position. I believe he'll be okay to go. I'm not sure about Jones. I I have a feeling we are not going to see him. Um, You know, Gage did step up and... Of all the other receivers, I think that he had a good game, even though he played banged up, and he is banged up. And I also think that when you talk about what the Bucks need to do, our defense is keeping us in these games. We went to the no-huddle offense. We need to do that more often. Go to the no-huddle offense and move the ball down the field, throwing the ball to the backs, out of the backfield, move the chains that way. Do something a little bit different. Uh, the offensive line, as you know, has been banged up. And, you know, it's going to take its toll eventually on Brady. I, I keep on holding my breath every time Brady drops back to pass because if you don't give him more than two or three seconds back there, that pocket's collapsing on him. And if you haven't noticed, he's not Lamar Jackson. He can't get out of the pocket and run down the field at 45 years old. He never did that, to be quite honest, at any age, 25 or 45. But right now, he's not capable of doing that. So either we protect him and hope that the receivers get healthy or we don't protect him and not many good things are going to happen after that. So if you look at the game, we have the Chiefs coming to town tomorrow night. It's going to be a Sunday night game. Before the season started, I threw the question out there, what do you think the Bucks' record will be after the first four games? And the majority of the answers came back uh, two and two. And a couple of people said three and one. A couple said one and three. But two and two was the majority of the answer in the poll. So that's something that might happen if we play the same way that we did against Green Bay last weekend. The Chiefs defense, the front four, is, is pretty formidable. They'll come after you. The, the secondary, I believe, is a little bit more susceptible. So if we can give Brady time, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, to 
to look down the field, see the field. Maybe we can catch someone sleeping and put some you know, quick points on the board. I really am going to say again, I think the no huddle offense uh, is the way to go against this Kansas City team. And I think that from the defensive standpoint, we're going to have our hands full. Um, Mahomes versus... Uh, Versus um, Rodgers. Rodgers, although he can still move when he has to, he's not Mahomes. Mahomes likes to run around. He likes to find receivers, take chances down the field, stretch the defense, and see what happens. He's not afraid to throw an interception. He knows that they can come back, and uh, they have a tight end there, Travis Kelsey, which is going to be tough across the middle in the red zone. And, you know, throughout the whole game, we have to keep our eyes open on him. So it's going to be a tough game for the Bucks. I'm not going to lie. Do I think we, sh- we can win? I think we should win. I think all things equal, if we go out there and play our game and not have penalties, penalties kill you in, a, <laughs> in any game, but especially talking about it, going for a two-point conversion at the end of the game and you have a delay of game called on that, I mean, there's enough. Uh, <laughs> there's enough to, to go around, enough blame to go around on what happened on that play. That should never ever happen in 2,000 snaps. Brady needs to know how much time is on the clock. Yeah, I've heard. Well, the the, the clock maybe started at 20 seconds instead of 25 seconds, and there was some type of discrepancy with that. Come on, the guy's been playing for 23 years. Go in there, and if you have a play called, get the play off to give your team a chance. Because the last time I looked, if you don't get the snap off in time, you have zero chance of scoring on that play. Your thoughts, of course, 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. What are your thoughts on the Bucks so far this year? Uh, with the injuries that they've had, are you happy with what they've been able to achieve? Do you think they're underachieving at this point? Or is it what you expected? We'd love to hear what you have to say. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Baseball fans, how about the Rays? The Rays are going to wrap up a wild card spot this weekend and it's going to be against Houston whether they win one game or Whatever happens in the scenario, they're going to be in the playoffs by the time the weekend's over. I should probably be a little more excited about that. Maybe it's the storm this past week, or maybe it's just the fact that I don't see much production coming from the Rays the last couple weeks here, and that concerns me because when we get to the playoffs, and, and believe me, it was so great to see Glasnow come back this week, throw 50 pitches. He looked good and very happy with the results that he had. So if you put that rotation of Glasnow and McClanahan, Rasmussen, Kluber, who we're going to see this weekend, I think that's a great rotation, like I've said earlier in the month. But 
I don't care who you throw out there. You can put Sandy Koufax on the bump. If you don't score some runs for the guy, you're not going to win. You're going to be playing teams like Houston, the Yankees maybe, after we get past the first round, and that's wishful thinking. Because as it stands right now, we're going to either be the fourth, fifth, or the sixth seed. It's only a two-game difference between the fourth and the sixth going into the weekend, so anything could happen. If we're the fourth, at least we get to host the best of three series here at the Trop. If we're the fifth, then we are on the road team to the fourth team. And if we're the sixth team, then of course we're going to be in Cleveland for our best of three series. And he saw what happened with them this past week. Good games, don't get me wrong, but we need to score runs. I don't want to lose two to one in the ninth, 10th, 11th inning. We need to score some runs for these guys that are pitching. So when you look at what's going on with the Rays, we get to the point where our our season goal is to get to the playoffs. We're going to do that this weekend. Now what? Who is going to step up for this team? Who is going to be the team leader and take us to the next step? Like I said, we'll have the pitching staff going. Our our bullpen has been lights out all year round, and I'm not concerned about them. They're going to win more than they're going to lose as far as that goes. But what happens is that a lot of times, Cash will throw four, five, six pitchers out there and only give up one run, two runs. And we still end up losing some of those games because of our ineptness at the plate. So, you know, one game will score 11 runs and not score more than four combined for the next three games. We can't have that. We need some balanced hitting. Yes, Diaz is finally back this weekend from his sore shoulder, quote unquote. You know what? That's another thing. Let the Rays come out and say, yeah, here's what happened. Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarina went at it in the parking lot, and in doing so, Diaz hurt his shoulder, so he missed a couple games. He's embarrassed about it, but that's what it was. And, you know, don't hide behind, well, he has an injured shoulder. Everyone knows what happened. So just might as well go out there and say it. Some, is that going to be a good thing for this team? Who knows? Maybe it'll be the best thing that ever happened to them. Maybe, maybe Yandy will step up and be the leader that he needs to be. Because somebody needs to be the leader on this team. They're not going to advance unless someone shakes things up in the clubhouse, shakes the bats up, get this team off the dime and, and start going out there with a chip on their shoulder. They have, you know, so many times the, the, the players, these teams have the reflection of their manager. And in this case, you know, Cash, very low, low key, even keel guy, you're not going to rattle He says what needs to be said. You know what he's going to say before he even says it. How about somebody to go out there and shake some things up? Because we're going to have that, uh, again, we're going to have a nice season, go out there, make the playoffs. But nobody remembers who made the playoffs. Heck, nobody even remembers who finished second in the World Series. They remember who won it. So we need to go out there and win. A Rosarina as a 292 batting average. Uh, Diaz has a 292 batting average. He needs to go out there and start playing. He has some games to make up for, for whatever reason. So go out there and no better time than to start this weekend. A Rosarina, 20 home runs, 88 RBIs going into the weekend. Yeah, he can carry a team when he gets hot. We have the players to go out there and win some games unfortunately we all seem to get hot at the same time and then nothing for a couple games after that so 
It's going to be, like I said, the Yankees and Houston are going to have the first bye, and then you're going to have Cleveland playing the sixth seed, which will either be us, Toronto, or Seattle, and then you know the rest with four and five. So your thoughts, sports at power901.com. What do the Rays have to do to get to the next step? What do they have to do to be able to go out there, and what should their starting pitching rotation look like against um, whatever. Say it's Cleveland. Say we're the sixth seed. We go out there to Cleveland we're playing them like we just did. Who do you want to see starting in that lineup? Do you want to see Glass now in there? Do you want to see him coming off the bench? How about Yarbrough? How about McClanahan, Kluber? Who do you want in there? Spring. Tell me what you think is the best starting lineup as we go forward here in the playoffs for the Rays. Again, I want to see someone shake this team up and get them going in the right direction and have a goal to go out there, state the goal of what they want to do, and then go out there and show it on the field. Don't get me wrong. They're a great bunch of guys. They get along on the field, despite the Diaz and uh, Rosarina incident. You don't see that with this team. They've always got each other's backs. They're, they're you know, a very good team like that. But maybe they're just too nice. Go out there with an edge, and let's see what happens in this series this weekend. Great place to start against Houston with that edge. No better team to go out there and have a little bit of a... Um, you know, attitude with and see what happens against that team. So your thoughts, would love to hear it. Other baseball, I think it's very interesting when you have the Mets and the Braves fighting for the division title in the National League East. Again, it makes a difference because one of those two teams is going to win the division. The other team will be a playoff team, which means... If you win the division, you're going to get a bit of a break, a rest, at least you know, four or five days to go out there and set your starting rotation, give some rest to your everyday players versus as a wild card team having to go out there with one of your aces right from the start and you know throw him without any rest. So the Mets had a 10.5 game lead, I believe, as, early, as late as July, um, maybe even more than that. And now it's one game going into the weekend against the Braves. So that's going to be a very interesting series. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some of those games. The Phillies, you can say what you will about the Phillies, but I do think that they're going to go out there and um, I know they won the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. They're, they're a team too that resembles the Rays in some instances where who's their leader? Is, is, is it Harper? I know he was injured some of the season, just came back. That team sits there with all the talent in the world, and they take after their manager. They take after the manager with a very low-key low style. Um, not much is going to fluster him. And, no, the team, that team is the same way. Again, somebody light a spark on the Phillies to go out there, and um, they need that to be able to get to the playoffs because they're in a fight to even get to the playoffs with Milwaukee right behind them. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do think that there is some good baseball this weekend. Again, it, um, uh, the Rays will be able to clinch the wild card berth and just a matter of I'm hoping they can move up to that fourth spot so that we can see a couple playoff games down here in Tampa. 877-448-7901. Love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back to keep the show going. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? 
One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and t-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, NFL, NFL. Tomorrow morning, we get to start early, 9.30, because the Saints and the Vikings go head-to-head over in London at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Vikings 2-1, the Saints are 1-2. Winston, Jameis Winston, his back is bothering him, his ankles bother him. He's uh, probably not going to play, so the Saints are getting Andy Dalton prepped. And also, uh, Michael Thomas is probably not going to play due to a foot injury. Both of these teams right now, the Vikings and the Saints, are in the middle of the pack. Although I think the Vikings are going to be a team to be reckoned with um, as the season goes. The Saints have cornerback Lattimore back from the suspension with the melee there with uh, Evans. So he'll be back. There's going to be some, um, I think, pressure on the Vikings as well. So it should be an interesting game. I'm going to take the Vikings in this game by about a touchdown. So that game's going to be 9.30, go right up to probably 12.30, quarter one, ready for the 1 o'clock games. Cleveland will be playing the Falcons in one of those games. Cleveland's 2-1. and one. Atlanta, after a nice win, is 1-2. and two. So uh, I think that if you look at those two teams, Nick Chubb of Cleveland... I think he's going to have a really good game against Atlanta. And the Browns are pretty well coached in third down efficiency. I don't think the Falcons rank that high. So both defenses are subpar. Should be a game in the 20s or so. And I do think that the uh, Browns are going to win that game. Very interesting. One of the Bills and the Ravens. The Bills are favored in that game by a field goal, but I think that any team that has Lamar Jackson on it, albeit that's really all Baltimore has at this point is him. The running backs are in quicksand and they're missing a left tackle, I believe. I think that the Bills are still one of the best teams in the league and they should be able to win this game unless Jackson just has a monster game and that could that could happen. You just never know. You have the Cowboys at 2-1 playing Washington. Uh, at AT&T Stadium. Let me tell you something. Carson Wentz, uh, what happened with him? The Eagles, uh, eight, nine sacks against him last week. Uh, I don't know. So Cooper Rush is the quarterback for Dallas right now, filling in for Dak Prescott while his thumb heals. And I think he's he's playing decent. He's not he's not Dak by any stretch. And you know, he's, he's going in there. He's doing the best he can. And I think if uh, Washington's defense plays decent that they could beat the Cowboys. Don't forget when these teams play that NFC East anything can happen so just just because one team's favorite doesn't mean it's going to go that way especially in that in that division. Detroit's the other game against Seattle both of those teams are one and two. Uh, I, I don't know. You talk about Geno Smith in there I, I don't know what's going to happen with that team but I do think that um 
the Lions, they show me a lot when the Lions played. I believe that Swift is not going to play. DeAndre Swift is going to be out. So it, it could cause some issues. That game has, uh, I think, Seattle being able to go out there and win that one. You have the Chargers. What's up with the Chargers? They lost left tackle Slater. Joey Bosa's out for at least four weeks. Herbert doesn't want to hold the ball because of his injuries to his to his ribs. Keenan Allen is not going to play. I don't know if the Bolts have enough weapons to win. They remind me of the, the Bucks here in some situations like that. So I'm going to look for... Uh, the Texans to go out and, and win a game here. So go on the line and say that. Another game you have is the uh, Bears at the Giants. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the, the Bears. The Bears can run. Justin Fields is running an offense that looks like it's from the 1950s or 1960s. So I'm not sure what's going to happen in this game. But one of those teams is going to probably not probably but is going to be 3 and 1 after this game and that's pretty hard to believe judging what they've done so far on that field talk about the eagles and the jaguars uh, you know I, I think that this is going to be a surprise game i think for philly jacksonville defense is getting pretty good play from their whole team there and I think that you have Devin Lloyd becoming a rookie of the year candidate you have Tyson Campbell turning into um, a number one cornerback in the league I don't know I, I think Philly has more firepower I think that Jacksonville is going to keep it close and I think that's going to come down to a special teams play so that game can go either way you also have Pittsburgh and the Jets both of these teams are one and two uh, playing at New York. Uh, of course, the Steelers still don't have T.J. Watt, so their defense is, is struggling on the, on the field. Mitch Trubisky, uh, he's got to get his team in the end zone. You have to score, Mitch. Uh, I know it's your team right now, so you have to go out there and play. And I look for I look for Pittsburgh to win this game up there in New York. Arizona at Cleveland, both of these teams are one and two. I'm um, not going to say much more about that. Green Bay at the Patriots, only because it's the Patriots. I think that it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, and I think that uh, I don't think Mac Jones is going to play, even though he said he's fine. I think his uh, leg injury is going to keep him out. If that's that does happen, Belichick will slow the game down to make it very difficult to watch. Green Bay will probably win nine to six in that game. Uh, and, and again, we talked about we talked about the Chiefs and the Bucks. What has to happen in that one? Uh, good thing is it's an eight twenty game, so it's the last one of the game. If you look at Brady, he's throwing probably less than ever. They talked about the game being played elsewhere, maybe in Minnesota, but now it is going to be home. It's going to be right here in Raymond James. So the friendly confines will be nice to have the team come home to and um, get ready to play. So I look for the Bucks to go out there and have a good game, actually. I'm not sure if... They do have the weapons again, but I, I'm going to be confident in the offense. I'm going to say that Brady comes out and 
um, spreads the ball around and goes to a no huddle offense like we talked about and um, make it interesting. It's going to be a fun game, I think. I think that Mahomes will definitely keep the, the Chiefs in the game. So uh, I do want to touch a little bit about the game that was uh, Thursday night, Cincinnati and the Bengals. Um, Cincinnati, of course, went out there and they beat Miami, knocking Miami from the uh, undefeated. But more interesting than that, uh, or sadly, was the Tua Tagliavoa incident where he had to get carted off the field on a stretcher because of uh, an injury to his neck and head after he was sacked in that game. But it goes a little bit further than that. We need to talk about the concussion protocols, you know, what happened. You have to go back a game against Buffalo last week on Sunday, uh, four days before this game actually happened on Thursday night. What happened was Tua was sacked in that game, and he got up, and you could tell he was wobbly. He was you know, shaking his head a little bit um, and stumbled, had to be helped off the field. So when you see that, I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but I've watched enough games, watched enough football and other sports. When a player is doing that, that's something that, – that's an injury – um, to the brain, that's an injury that um, goes into concussion protocol that the league has set up. You go to the little blue tent, you get taken off the field, and you're out for at least a week, maybe two weeks. But no, what happened is that for some reason, and I have no idea how it happened, but he was ruled able to come back into the game. So I guess he answered the correct questions in the locker room when they took him there and asked him, you know, how many fingers do I have up? Um, who's buried in Grant's tomb? All those things. So he came back and played. And they won, by the way. So he comes back out Thursday night playing, gets sacked, head hits the ground. Now they said that he had a, a back injury after the game against Buffalo. Nothing about concussion protocol, nothing about a head injury, uh, but it was a back injury. So they expect us to believe that. Now all of a sudden he gets sacked in the game on Thursday night, and what happens? He immediately goes into some seizures. When you, you know get a head injury, a brain injury, your hands start turning a certain way, going into seizures, which is what happened with him. And of course, he had to spend the night in the hospital. And fortunately, he's able to have movement in all of his extremities. And he's back in um, Miami recuperating. So I guess he's in good spirits. But so let me tell you, it's going to be a, a long road back for him for a lot of reasons. Number one, he should not even be thinking football until he's fully recovered. And that needs to be from some physicians with MRIs and CAT scans, aside from the Miami Dolphins medical staff, because I don't have much faith in the Miami Dolphins medical staff after what happened the last five days. I think that Miami is a, uh, is a poorly run organization, to be honest with you, in my opinion, for a lot of reasons. And this is one of those reasons. Unfortunately, you're taking a 24-year-old kid and putting him in a situation to play when he really should not have been in that game at all on Thursday night. So there's going to be some more, obviously, investigation and 
Could you just imagine if he's unable to play, what type of liability that team is going to have? It's going to be amazing and unfortunate. So let's hope that uh, Tua is able to recover fully and uh, take some time off from the game, Tua. Recuperate fully. Uh, Don't rush back. It's not worth it. They're going to replace you in a minute. I know you want to play, but um, again, you got the whole life ahead of you, so... Take it you know, step by step the right way. We'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com. Shoot me an email. Some college football today. A good matchup if you're looking at some big old-time fashion Big Ten football. Michigan was ranked number four at Iowa. Uh, Iowa has a very, very good defense. Michigan has a very good offense. So I think that the chance to see an upset is there. Who knows? Should be a good game. Number seven, Kentucky will be playing at number 14, Ole Miss. That's a head-to-head matchup between uh, a couple of SEC teams coming off of hot 4-0 starts. So I think that uh, Rodriguez is back there for Kentucky as the running back. I think that um, it's going to be a very interesting game. And uh, Kentucky should win. But since it's at Ole Miss, you can't rule an upset off on that one either. Oklahoma at TC. CU is an also a game that's going to be starting here in a couple hours. I think that um, when you talk about these two teams, the Horned Frogs have a very balanced offense. And you talk about number 18, Oklahoma, after a loss, they're going to be um, getting ready to play and play well. Alabama at Arkansas. Alabama's ranked second. Arkansas 20th in the country. That's a 3:30 game today. Very powerful offensive line. Uh, I think that it should be a uh, good game for Alabama. They should pull this one off. So some good football games. Oklahoma State at number 16. Baylor is a good one. Florida State's going to be hosting Wake Forest. Those two teams, 22nd and 23rd ranked. So a lot of good games today. We'll talk more college football next week. NC State at Clemson is going to be another good game tonight if you want to watch that one at 7.30 with double Sweeney's team. So, guys, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. Uh, Again, I hope that more than anything, you and your families are safe after the storm this week. Uh, Remember how valuable... All those precautions are, and when they tell you a storm is coming, please make sure that you take necessary precautions and make sure that everybody is safe. Guys, as always, stay vigilant, stay safe, and above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show. Thanks for listening.